witness in a survivor speak. I done messed around and went right, right from my driver's seat. Just like what the industry was containing. I'd rather make a difference instead of hating, complaining. So let me park the whip, it don't matter, rapper or model chick, singer or comedian, perfect. Let's park in politics. Hey, let's park in politics. Welcome to the pullover, let's park in politics. This the pullover, let's park in politics. I say this the pullover, let's park in politics. Hold up, y'all. We about to get it started in a hot second. I just want to make sure that we got sound on this side. And let's see here. We're going to... Hold on, we're gonna go back. We're gonna no, no, you're not checking the info. We canceled. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, why? Why is it doing that? Damn, man. I said no. I I know, right? Oh, oh. Oh, hold on, man. No, you good. You good. I'm just making sure that the sound is right. Yeah, the sounds right. All right, we good. We good. All right, we we about to we about to pop in. All right, all right, banner. Uh, all right, we about to pop in. Uh, let me hit that button. All right, we ready? Let's go. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Lockout men back again. Welcome to another edition of the Lockout Men Podcast Show. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. If you guys like, subscribe, comment. You see, I just had a brain freeze right there. But anyway, like, subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff. But basically, when you get up in the building, just make sure you hit that like button. That's all I care about. Hit that like button. Tonight's special guest is my girl. She's a trucker. Well, was a trucker. But she's she's doing more than trucking. My girl, Samantha Malloy. What's going on there? Hi. So, where where are you at right now? Um. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for tracking me down, finding me. I know it's kind of difficult for you to find me, but thank you for tracking me down, finding me, and allowing me to come on and share my story. Um. I'm honored. I'm privileged. It means a lot to me. So thank you. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> currently I'm in Houston, Texas. I just relocated to Houston um, the end of 2020. That's what's up. Now, let, let me tell you guys, I've been following this young lady for quite a while. I, I think I had, uh, let me see. Let me see if I have your... You know, I you know I, I gotta go back in the history to see, but you went up under what what made you difficult to find uh because you, you changed your channel name from trucking trucker beauty, trucker beauty, right? Yes, trucking you changed your name from trucking beauty to your regular name, Samantha Malloy, right? So, but when I actually found you, I, I, I left a message on your YouTube, but I said to myself, I said, 
maybe just maybe she might be on instagram too you know you figure if everybody's on youtube they have an instagram page and lo and freaking behold <laughs> there you was on instagram now it took you a hot minute to respond back to me but when you saw me uh send the instagram message to you are you one of those females that that don't that just don't check your dms you you got a lot of guys coming in your dms nah um actually nah my curve game is strong so now i don't have those issues i actually my first platform is facebook so that's my my main platform is facebook instagram i i'm working on it still um i'm much better now than i was but when you hit me i was just a lot was going on with me. A lot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But no, my curve green is strong. I mean, my I'm straight to it. Like, how can I help you? And, and, <laughs> like, and I don't know check your profile and it ain't correct. <laughs> you turn around and be like, who are you, bro? No, I'm just like, let me know when, when I can help you. I was serious about help you, but let me know when I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my career game strong. Oh man! But when you now, when you was in, when you was in trucking though, when when you was in trucking, and we're gonna touch on that in a minute. But when you was in trucking, um, you was getting you was getting a good following. How was your how was your curve game when when the guys started to check you out more and more and more uh, when you was trucking? Still strong. I mean, it didn't just get strong with trucking. I've I've had a strong curb game for a long time, so strong. I didn't. I really don't. I don't feel like I have those harassing type of problems. I'm pretty direct and straightforward. Like, if it ain't it, it ain't it. <laughs> so Samantha, man, let's uh let's go back to the let's go back to the start, man. Uh, the start of your journey. How, how did you uh what what you was doing before you got into trucking? I was working in corrections um, with the state of Georgia. I'm originally from Vidalia, Georgia, a small town, uh, about 10,000 people. And I was working for the state of Georgia. And from there, my inmate honestly started telling me about trucking. And one day during inspection, our warden came in. He was telling them, you guys, once you get out, we're working on some programs, you know, for y'all to get into trucks and driving trucks and making about $50,000 a year. And in my mind, I was like, hold up, because I got a clean record. I mean, I'm, I'm in prison with you guys, but my record's clean. <laughs> and I'm making 24000 and new officers coming in making 27000 And that just, to me, that don't seem right. And they really encouraged me. They were talking about different grants. They're like, yeah, Miss Below, you can do it. You can do it. They knew I had a no-nonsense kind of mentality. So they really felt like they really saw him like, man, you really need, you know, get out there. You really need to do it. They started talking about other people who were doing it, um, fathers, friends who were trucking. Uh, but I, I didn't go directly into it. That was probably how, about 2013, 2014. How, how, how old was you when you got into, uh, got into the prison system? And what made you go that route? Uh, for for a career choice back in the day. 
I was very new out of college. That's how young I was. And um, honestly, I went into it because I was one of those ones. I went to school and I didn't know what I want to do. I was still trying to figure it out, but I knew the right thing to do was to go to school. So I had probably every major. Um, and then I, I didn't finish any of them. So I wound up going to cosmetology school because I wanted to be a makeup artist. And the closest I could get to being a trained makeup artist where I was from was cosmetology. And I wound up not liking it. Like, I don't like doing hair. Makeup was truly my dream. I, I wish still I would have went and pursued it more. Um, but I need to pay the bills. Honestly, that was it. It was a, a big thought. I need to pay the bills and I wanted something with benefits. All right, can you hear me? I hear nah, you. No, no. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I lost uh, lost connection to my uh, soundboard for a second. And I am still losing. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, so Samantha, you 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 the first woman of color to actually say that you don't like doing hair. I mean, <laughs> every just about every female that I have talked to, you know, that you know, that before they got in the trucking, you know, female of color, they they did hair at at one point or or another. You know, they did they did hair. They did the, you know, that's that's what they wanted to do. The first stop. It's, and don't get me wrong, ladies, you know, I, I feel you guys on what y'all want to do, but the females that I came across, either you're in cosmetology to learn how to do hair, nails, or makeup, or you're in the nursing field. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, nothing, nothing else, nothing against it, nothing against it, but... I'm just saying, hair, makeup, and nails, or you're a nurse. And when you tell a person that you're in a nursing field, it's the nursing home, not the hospital. Not the hospital, but the nursing home. So you you said you didn't want to mess with no damn hair. Mm -mm. It wasn't my drive. It wasn't. And that's, that's funny you say that, because as you say that, I'm sitting here thinking about all my, my close girlfriends that I know, and only one of them is a nurse, and she's not a nurse at home. She's she's an RN. She's now a traveling nurse. Um, but I have one friend who does hair, and that's it. Like, everyone else, I have a trucker, a very close trucker friend who I met in trucking. She is um, still, you know, in and out of the truck a little bit like she's still driving but she really suffered with being homesick and so she went back and got a local job and so she went on the road a little bit for a little bit but then back home to a local job um i mean i have friends who are in finance as well like i don't really know any i have one friend who does hair that's it uh military yeah. friends um yeah the logistics so, friends so you came out of college and went right into the prison system? I went my way through college bartending. So that helped me get my tough skin. Okay, okay, okay. But the prison system though, I mean, you I mean, you're in college. You you you're in your twenties, nine, you know, teens, twenties. 
and you're in college, and the thing that comes to your mind when you come out of college, I think I'm going to be a guard in the prison system. <laughs> that wasn't my mindset. It really wasn't. My mindset was, tell me what I'm about to get into in a day-to-day life. Let me wrap my mind around it. This is really what I'm okay with doing, and let me pay my bills. That was my mindset. And it, it happened to be that I met some really great people inside the prison. So that's what helped me there. As long as I stay there. Are we talking hardened criminals or are, are we talking like like drugs, or, you know, uh, 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 you know, just being a drug addict and you doing a bid because you're a drug addict or again, are we talking hardened criminals? Are we talking uh, murderers and and all like and all like that? Yes, we're talking all like that. Murderers, rapists, I done stole somebody's money a few times and back again, my, you know, taxes, like we're talking all that, yeah. And they're, they're mixed in, so you don't know who's what and where, but yeah, we're talking that. So what was, so let's bring it in for a minute. What was life like, what was life like for you working in the prison system around you know, around that cast of characters? Um, Honestly, at first, sleepless nights. I recall a couple nights, like, waking up screaming for my radio. Um, That was that was a little traumatic at first, but I didn't want to quit. Like, I, I kind of got myself into it. I didn't tell my family. I don't never tell my family when I'm doing something dramatic because they freak out the, the way they do. So I didn't yeah, tell I'm my family until I was done with training and back into the prison system. And then I told him, yeah, I got a job for prison. And from, like, again, I stayed in a small town, so that was considered to be a good job. You know? So they have okay. benefits. That was considered to be good. All right. So in the prison system, uh, you know, I, I talked with uh, with another young lady. She came from the prison system, too, before uh, she came into trucking. So, but in your particular prison system, where where is this in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in in Georgia, small town of Georgia, did you did you have to did you say you was in college? But did you have to go to school to to be a prison guard? And did you guys carry inside or no? No, no. So I worked at a combination of two different prisons. I would do all my regular work at a work camp institution. And then I would do my overtime at a high security institution. At the high security institution, to work the floors, you had to wear a staff-proof vest, and you had to um, have OC on you at all times. In order to use OC spray, you had to be sprayed. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was pretty. You don't like I said, you don't know particular for sure what someone's done, or so you're not supposed to know. You may know, but you're not supposed to know. Exactly. It, it it keeps it, you know, keeps it, I guess it keeps it kosher. Between yeah, it does. You, but like, I mean, you, you always the treat them like people. I am very proud of my fact. I always treat them like the people that they were because later on in life, guess what? They get out. And I have seen my inmates at Walmart. I recently saw an inmate and I, I promise you, I, I'm like, man, he just keeps following me around. I saw him in the prison. I saw a couple in the prison when I was working in the prison. Then who later came to the county jail when I was working in the county in a different area of Georgia. But the most 
uh, craziest things. I saw one of my inmates on a cruise to the Bahamas. Now imagine wait, if wait, I had. Wait, 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 let me, wait, wait. Uh, I didn't hear that. You followed him or he followed oh, you? Life, life had us following each other. Like he was, he was following me through life. Like after he got out of prison, he actually got into a truck and got his CDLs. And then later on, he came to jail where I was working at. And then he told me he got into the truck. And he told me that he was actually in jail then because uh, he threatened officer for terroristic threats um, because the officer was threatening his CDLs. And he was telling me again, like, hey, you need to get into the truck. You need to get into the truck. After he got out of jail, um, and then after I want to believe in that, the job at the jail as well, I want to see him again on a cruise to the Bahamas. That was actually last October. Did you, so in the beginning when you got in, in into the prison system, was it scared for you there in the beginning? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was there any what, what okay? So on your watch, uh well how how long you been in the prison? How long you been in the prison system? Uh the prison three years in the prison. Well, about a month shy of three years in the prison, and in two years, a little over two years in a jail. So a total right, about five years. Five years. Okay, okay. So about five, so within that five year span. Have you yourself seen any outbreaks, fights, shanks? Did you find any incriminating phones, knives? Did you? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Every, day, every day in the prison, we had a shakedown where I would have to go hit X amount of locker boxes every day. And um, yeah. I found Shanks every day. I, I promise. I uh, My first lieutenant, he kept putting me on what we call the fast track. The fast track has four different dormitories. Each one holds 75. You're supposed to have two officers on the floor, one in the booth. So at most, you have 150 uh, inmates. Sometimes it was just one officer on the floor. So you have the whole entire wing, the whole entire building. And it just goes to the big circle. And one day when I was walking down, I saw my first fight. It was in the shower. And all I saw was boots in the air, arms going, and I freaked out. It was well, my first you know what, what I meant to ask you, you, you know what I didn't mean? You know what I didn't ask you? What? what were you in, was you in a all-male prison or all-female prison? All-male. So you saw a fight in the shower? Yeah, they because they would go in the shower because in the showers, you can't really see. So when they really want to get on somebody, they'll go in the showers or they'll, you know, go in the closets and stuff like that so they can do what they got to do and not be seen. Or if it's somewhere like on the yard, they'll form a line. And you can't see. You don't know what's going on. So, yeah, they would, yeah. It, that You got to eat your cornbread thing is serious. So I'm, I'm I'm tripping on the fact that you 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 the woman and you was actually you, you actually walked in the shower. With, with, with uh, I didn't walk in the shower. When I saw it, I freaked out like, oh my god! It was my first one, so I oh. freaked out and I'm like, 
yelling, 10, 10, 10, 10 on the radio. Oh, okay, okay. You you just happen to, you just happen to, oh, shit, it's a fight. Yes. Okay. All right, Every, everybody, it's a fight in the shower. Yeah, well, that was say when you I was about to say when you saw when you saw that you saw shit slanging and you know. <laughs> that one was a shape fight. That one, thank God, was not a shape fight. The shape oh. fight was seen that uh well I didn't see it directly, but I was there. Yeah, everybody ain't make it out. Shape is a different different level. They will um they do some things to some shape, so if the style don't key, then affection does. If you get what I'm saying. I got you. I got you. Welcome everybody to the Lockout Man Podcast Show. I really do appreciate you guys being here. Today's special guest is Miss Samantha Malloy. That's what's up. When you're caught, I mean, when you guys come up in the building, make sure you hit that like button for me. All right. I will appreciate it. Tawana uh Tasha Westside is in the house. She says hi. Teddy the trucker is in the building. He says, What's up? What's um, up, y'all? Sweetest Georgia Peach, what's going on? And my man Drill Sergeant finally made it to alive. What's going on, everybody? So Samantha, you 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 in the prison? You you saw fights? You saw shanks? You saw all types of uh, all types of weaponry uh, from these guys? Have you yourself had any any problems with a particular? Uh, uh, inmate that that disrespected you in any kind of way. Yes, <laughs> that kind of goes along with the with the thing there as well. Um, I have stories on that. Uh, to make it short, I have been spit on. I have had juice thrown on me. I have been hit by those doors. I have been. Ooh. Don't tell my mama, but I have been grabbed. Um, I think the most important thing. Is to have the support of your staff, of your fellow staff, and of your um, lieutenants and sergeants. Okay, uh, okay. Juiced on, like somebody actually threw some pee on you. That's no juice. It was no. We had them problems that day. Somebody was going to hell. We had them problems. That does happen, but that didn't happen to me. It was really their juice from their meal. Oh, okay. And you yep. said you was spit. Well, shit, even getting spit on somebody getting fucked up. Well, you know, that was the thing about that one. I still to this day don't know which one of them MFers did it. I don't know which one. One of Ghostface. One of Ghostface. I just don't know which one. Some Somebody getting fucked up if I get spit on. I'm, I'm for real. I'm telling you, if I knew, if I knew which one. It was too many at one time. So I was walking down the building and um, the way that particular building was set up where you have four dorms upstairs and then, or excuse me, two dorms upstairs and two dorms downstairs. And it was someone on the upstairs tier who spit down. You know how like you have the, um, well, the stairs are kind of like caged, kind of like a water drain mm-hmm. where stuff could seep through. It was like that. Oh. That's yeah, it. I don't I don't know which one was. I just know it's a ghost face. But yeah, you you definitely right. You said in the beginning that you had to be you had to have tough skin in order to work in a prison system like that. But mm-hmm. to even but 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 young lady, I mean uh, I mean you you like 
coming out of college, like, I want to try the jail system. Like, wow. <laughs> and you was in the midst of everything. Now, I understand, like, if you was to do, like, the paperwork, you know, secretary, uh, intake, and all like that. But you, you was in the thick of this shit. Yeah. Wow. I, I got to give it to you. I got to give it. Oh, wait, wait. Wrong button. Here we go. I'll give you that one. Yeah, man. So doing the end. Okay, so walk us, walk us through the intake process. Like when the guys, like, I, I guess I watch too much fucking TV because when I see guys going through the intake process, they get showered down, open your butt cheeks, uh, uh, you know, hold your nutsack. What was you a part of the intake? part right there and if so talk about it if not tell us how it is yeah I was definitely not part of intake so that has to be done by the men there are certain jobs that only the men are allowed to do like transport Um, there's an intake officer but her intake officer duties as a woman was to physically assign them to where they're going to go make sure they get to that building and they get their ID cards for them and for the booth. But as far as the actual shakedown part, um, there is a particular prison where they go into and they are kind of sorted and that part goes on. And then they kind of go to different prisons from there. When they get to our prison where we were, like I said, it was a work camp. So they will come in, new intakes will come in and then they would go through a room where it was kind of like that big cough, whatever they do and make sure that they don't have anything hidden and then from there they'll be taken to the different buildings they go to okay okay that's what's up that's what's up so before we before we move on into the next era of your of of your life uh how was it for some of the guys that uh that that will come in like what will what would their first night be like? Because, you know, I, I, I've seen a couple of prison movies where their first night is like, you know, they all, they, they couldn't handle it and all like that. What would be an average first night for some of the prisoners that come, that comes in for the first time? In the prison system, you don't really know because it's not taught about in the prison system. You don't actually sit in the wing with them. You sit in the building with them. You go from wing to wing, but you're someone in the wing with them 24-7. Now, in the jail system I was in, that was different. And, yeah, that was it, – it, it really just depends on the individual. If they're a repeat offender, they already know the system real well. If they had just turned 18 and got kicked out of juvie, that was scary for them. If they were a first-timer um, – that's scary. Like, you just don't know. And you don't really know what you're dealing with. There's so many different personalities. Somebody's going to control the TV and what they want to watch. And somebody's going to be upset about it. Somebody's going to be an OG. And they got to just want quiet throughout the whole place. Oh, nobody's saying nothing. Somebody's going to be a young, loud one. Somebody, you know, disrespectful. It's just so many different personalities. It's really very difficult to deal with, period. That's what's up. So, yeah, you don't know. Everyone handles it differently. 
right. So you talked to uh, you know, you 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 talked some of the inmates that was that was like on the verge of coming out, but they was they was coming into the uh CDL program at the jail that they that they offered it there. That's how you found out about uh about CDL trucking. Well, actually, after they encouraged you for so long and so many years, I run, I finally just wound up doing my own research about it. And like they said, like there's so many ways to, sorry, so many ways to get into CD, get into trucking for free. And so knowing that, I immediately went to that avenue of trying to find out, okay, how do I do this for free? And me and Google got together, teamed up. I found a program who would take me. And for free, put me up in a hotel. Um, I had to go to Tennessee for it. Um, put me up in a hotel. All I had to do was get there, get my permit and get there. Um, and then from there, it was just smooth, cold selling. But what I did, I was smart about it. I actually read the contract that they wanted me to be on after I got my CDL. And what I found out is they were going to pay, I think, 13 and a half cent per mile because they wanted to team with someone. So I read the contract and I knew how to get out of it before I got into it. And so what I did was um, I just got my CEO with them and I never started with that trucking company. I actually went to another company to who would do a um, tuition reimbursement and just pay for my CDL for me as long as I worked for them. And they were paying me, I think, 34, 36 cents an hour. All right. So now, now back up. Now back up a little bit. Uh it says here you says uh you went to you went to one of the uh one of the wings uh one of the wings and then from from there that's when you decided to get out of the corrections and get yes. into the truck. Yes. What happened what happened with that? Because you said one day one day a fellow officer showed me one of the wings and made it her business to check on me. Yes. I was, it was just one day I was having a tough day at work. Like I said, it's so many different personalities, so much going on. Um, yeah, you do have like different details to do for like child or afternoon cleanup. You have certain inmates who just want to help you just so they could be around you. And you don't, like I said, you don't know what they're there for, but you kind of know. And it was just, I was tired of everything going on. This particular night, one of the guys who was just bugging the crap out of me all day, he was actually he was actually a rapist. And it wasn't his first time in. He actually had came back this particular time for raping a pregnant woman in the hospital parking lot. So understand what is going on, possibly going on in his mind. And he had just been bugging all day. It had been that type of day with everything else going on as well. And I, it just showed all over me. And so one day when the other officers saw me through the window and came into my wing while I was getting things out of the closet, I think it was some blankets or something, I was getting out of the closet for a new intake. And she came in that closet and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, what you talking about? I'm good, you know, just another day, it is what it is. And she's like, no, I saw you, are you okay? And I just, I broke down for a moment. I'm just like, I'm just tired of it. I'm, I'm tired of it. I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. Like, I'm tired of it. And she's like, she just started giving me advice on how to get out. And I decided then I'm getting out of here. 
I actually went home and I wrote it out. I had the, what I call a get out of jail plan. I actually decided I'm gonna work overtime. I'm gonna save my money. I'm gonna put this much money every pay period to here and I'm gonna just stash it up and I'm getting out of here. And it was, it wasn't, it was a lot more action than that. Um, I actually pulled the rug out from under my feet. I sold all my furniture or either gave it away. If I couldn't sell it, I gave it away. I subleased my uh, my place I was staying. I had a three bedroom, three bathroom townhouse. I subleased it to a family who had five kids. And I packed my stuff up in storage. What I did have left, a few clothes, um, some furniture that was handy down that my uncle made. Um, and I put it in the storage. And then when I went to get my CDLs, I stayed in the hotel in Tennessee. That was it. Like I, I went from my place after I made that decision to get out to a hotel to a truck. Now when you went to when when you went to get your your CDLs, um you did say something about learning about getting your CDLs for free. So you 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 went to a trucking school that was sponsored by a trucking company. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that particular company that you did your that you did your homework on, uh, you knew that they wanted you to team after you got your CDL through them, right? Yes. But what they did not say is that they paid the truck. They and say they pay you, I think, what, 35 cents? They don't pay you 35 cents. They pay the truck. So that 35 cents is split into two. And it really bothered me. Like, how are you going to split a penny? Smart. That's See, a lot of people, when they get when they get told that, hey, yeah. drill. Drill sergeant, I know you in the I know you in the building, man. This is where a lot of people don't they don't read that fine print. They see you gotta read they, it. They see that person, they see the company like uh teams, they get like 45, 35, uh 50 cents, 60 cents, 70 cents a mile, but they don't realize that that's going to the truck and yep. not and not to the individual. You gotta read it. I'm I'm so proud of when you know the rules, you know how to break them. And that, that to me just when I say how you split a penny, 35 cent means that they're gonna pay you 17 and a half cent per mouth. How you make a half a cent? That don't know. <laughs> no, we ain't cutting brown boys in half a me. Like, nah. So you got so you uh so you got with this company uh but before you got with the company you went to go and get your permit. How many times it took you to uh to to actually get your permit and where did you get your permit at? I went to the DMV. It took me a total of six test times. Okay, I got general knowledge the first time, but that air brake made no sense to me at all. So on my sixth testing, I was there every every uh week because i think you could take it in georgia you could take it every two days and so i would go like on monday if i failed on monday i was back on friday <laughs> if i didn't i went on friday and i didn't get it on friday i was back on tuesday like every week i was there i think it took me a total of um they knew me like they knew me by first day they just had to actually ask me what my information was they knew who i was and what i wanted every time i walked in the door so the company that the company that you went with to go uh to go get your CDLs through, uh, 
was that out of pocket or or did they bring you down there to go through the school and everything? Yeah, I paid my gas to get there, but that's it. That's all I paid, gas and food. And I mean, that was it. They they put you up in the hotel while you was doing the uh going through the school. How long yeah. did it how 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 many people how many people was there initially and then how many people was there after after you guys got your license or got Okay, so it's supposed to be a three week program, but for me, ferry was not an option. That three week program for me turned into six weeks. I think originally we might have had nine people in my my class, and um, what happened was I wasn't good at backing at first, and it didn't it didn't make sense to me. Will Wells, Will Wright. What I never got in school was Will Straight. I didn't understand that concept. So, I mean, a straight line back, I got that. That that was no problem. But all set right, we had to do that, and that didn't make sense to me. I don't want to just pull up doing a straight line back and make it work out. But an alley dunk, I had that no problem. But um, after I decided to push back for a week to go back and learn the backing, they pushed me back two weeks to learn the backing. Okay. So I was there for a total of what was supposed to be now five weeks. It turned into six weeks because the next class that they pushed me back into had 27 people. And there's just no way to get seat time like that. Okay. So when it came to scheduling our test, our test, for the test out, it went like two weeks of testing out. Or actually about a, about a week and a half where they were testing people every day. Every day you had to wait to your test date. Okay, that was up. That's what's up. All right, so after you got, so of course, after you got your license, then you had to go in the truck with a trainer. So, what was that experience like? Horrible every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. Awful. And I think the worst part about it was that they wouldn't even wear boots. I'm like, boots? I'm not driving in boots. I'm a flip-flop fanatic. If I couldn't do it in flip-flops, it makes sense. I don't care how many times I had to change gears. My flip-flops never got stuck. <laughs> Uh, do, but, do do not say flip flops to drill. Oh my God, drill! So I shut. I, be quiet, drill. <laughs> be quiet, drill. I, I knew you was about to say something, bro. Right, right when she said flip flops, man, I I knew you was about to say something. He said, he says, not when you are a new driver. God damn it, man. Let me tell you. As soon as I got my own truck, I'm like, forget it. I'm flip flop fanatic. And that was it. No, I wasn't even kicking the flip flops on putting a pair of socks. No. Uh, he came back. <laughs> Damn shame. One of them drivers. Yeah, yeah definitely one of them. <laughs> All right. So during the time when you was training, uh, what was the? I mean, what? what what was the how many trainers did you go through or was it just one trainer what was your experience with the training process i mean with the, not you know the trainer with the trainee trainer train trainer trainee if i'm saying that right so i had three trainers i had um and that's throughout my whole trucking everything i had one female and then two guys so the guy thing was always awkward so again i was always like don't cheat me. I'm going to get all my training. So when I started training with Cider, 
You're, and I'm reading the paperwork. Paperwork said you're supposed to get 80% of drive time. Period. Well, what they did was... Now, they, now, you're talking about training with Snyder, but you was what a pre... Wait. What, did you... you 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 got your license from a different from from a from a different company before you went to Snyder. Yeah, but, but remember remember when I said I found the company to pay for my tuition reimbursement. Oh, okay. So you didn't. So you you jumped out right when you got your license. Yes, so you I, I, read I knew when to jump. I read the contract. I never got on the truck with that company that was going to pay me seventeen and a half cents. Okay. Never. Okay. Okay. So now you now you're over here at Snyder. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so three tra- so three trainers over at Snyder. Go. Nope. Three trainers. Period. Two of them oh. were Snyder. Two of them Snyder. Okay. Okay. What was the experience with 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 either the male or the female? I'm I'm sure they had to be different. Uh, you know, different vibes between you uh you and the female and you and the male. Mm-hmm. Um, so the male, it was bad. It was awful. First of all, what it did was, and they claimed he was the best trainer. Not saying he isn't. It's just personality and, and, and education. It just didn't work out. So with the male driver with Snyder, it was just bad. The first thing they did was they put another person in the truck with us. So now my 80% of drive time has now been cut into 40%. So I already got an issue. And then on top of that, he cut the 40%. Like, he would never let me drive. Like, there'll be days that I didn't drive at all. And so I want to send his truck from um, Dalton, Alabama. We had to drive from Atlanta, Georgia, to Dalton, Alabama to meet him. And then from there, um, we did a drive up to, I don't know where we went first, but then we went to Indiana. By the time I got to Gary, Indiana, I was done. I had to get out of his truck. It was not working out for me because I wasn't getting drive time. So at so this is at Snyder. Two people, three or three people in the Total. truck. So you and two males. Yes. Do you understand why I got out the truck? <laughs> How, wait, 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 wait. I, you know what? Uh, I talked to another young lady that had the same issue. She was training with two males as well. So my question, the same question I got for her is to you, is how did that work, number one? How, how, how did that work, number one? And number two, did, did y'all like, like y'all, y- the trainer had to get some sleep because he had to be up while either one of y'all is driving? Or did y'all like, circulate or did y'all pull over did y'all get a 10 hour in what so being that i was a female i got hotels which that they did not like because that mean of course wherever he is on route he has to find a hotel with truck parking um so that's how that worked they slept in the truck i was all went out i got a hotel that's okay with me though uh, but no we all rolled the same 14 hour clock so any drive time you got had to be within his 14. Wow. Man. And the first day, he drove the whole day and half of the second day. The second day, um, the other guy drove. And then that was about it. Like, 
I might have gotten 20 minutes from our drop location to the actual terminal. That was it. Wait. Hold up. Hold, hold up. Where, where's your drive time in all, all of this? Again, you, you see what I'm saying? Don't cheat me on my trading. I would get all my. <laughs> That's why I wound up getting out of this truck. Um, I wanted to complain when I got back to Snyder, but um, one of the guys within my class, he went on training with his brother. His brother was a, a trainer. And so he called and checked on me while I was on the road. He's like, so how's it going? I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know. And so I just started telling him about it. He said, you know, you need to complain now because once you get back after your week, and it already been three days, once you get back after your week, that's it. They're not going to give you another chance. So it was, it was literally like, get out now or you're stuck. And so I made a call. I got out. And I was stuck in Gary, Indiana for Easter. I'm, the whole Easter weekend, I was stuck there. I'm still scratching my head on the... <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's profitable for the trainee because he's getting all of y'all miles. Exactly. Plus both of our training days. And uh, right, so wow, which is why that happens, is I, why it happened. But you know, I'm just one of those ones you can't just run over me because what I've always been blessed with is how somebody who helped me out, there was always somebody who guided me through. So that's truly how I was blessed the way I was in the trucking. I mean, I realized I accomplished a lot in a very short period of time. There's people out there who've been trucking for 5, 10, 15, even 20 years and haven't done it yet. Exactly. But it's always because someone had had a conversation. I asked those questions. I, you know, talked to people. And I gathered a lot of wisdom and education through that process. All right, so what's up, everybody? Welcome to the uh, welcome to the live stream. I really do appreciate you guys being here at the Lockout Man Podcast Show, where my special guest tonight is Samantha Malloy. That's what's up. Uh, welcome in the in the building. We got keeping it one hundred experiences. She says she loves your outfit. I do too. With Thank the, you. With the Shirley Temple curls going on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Azaria, I can't pronounce your name. Sorry for beating it up. But she says, I was just telling my wife about you, Samantha. So glad to know that you're still doing all right. That is what's up. And, and Drill Sergeant says, your story sounds really fishy. It's her story, man. Everybody has their own story. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone has their own opinion. Yeah. So, all right. So, over at Snyder, you you was able to you 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 was able to make it out of the quote unquote training program. And was you able to get into your own truck over at Snyder? I yes, I got my own truck. I got another trainer the next week, which was a female trainer, and that was much better. Of course, she actually let me drive. Um, I got mountains in, and that was my scariest thing. Like, I wanted to make sure I knew how to drive the mountains. And that was, you know, when they still had 10 things on the road before everything went automatic. I wanted to make sure I can do it. So she let me drive. We had no problem with that. I did a week with her, and I felt more comfortable about it. 
I slept in a truck, felt more comfortable about that. Um, but yeah, I got out, got my own truck, got my own 10 speed. I was on, I think, uh, the Georgia Pacific dedicated. That's the that's the paper, right? Yep. Yep. Paper rolls, scrap paper, heavy stuff. Every now and then some paper towels and whatever came back off of it. Now, Snyder, Snyder training or Snyder orientation I, I heard I heard some horror stories. They they treated you like boot camp over there. Like you had to take tests and take home homework and all that kind of stuff. Did did did, did what was what was the orientation process for you when you was going getting into the company? Um, I do believe there was a test. I don't remember a whole lot about it. We would actually went out to the training pad. They have a well, it was in Atlanta, and so they had a training pad. Um. I'm not, it was somewhere in, I'm not exactly sure what was that, but um, they did have a training pad. We would actually go to the training pad and train there and they put trailers out there. So you're backing and doing maneuvers. You had to do it between trailers. And the thing was, you scratch paint. <laughs> they tell you right door. Of course you really wasn't. But yeah, you had to do some real life training out there. I don't, I recall we would do that. We would um, do that half a day. And then I don't remember what tests, like homework, not real homework. Okay. Okay. That was up. So, so how long you was with Snyder before you left them? Five months. <laughs> they was the one that gave you your tuition reimbursement, but I'm assuming you didn't finish out the tuition reimbursement because of that. Yeah. Uh, that food paid me enough that I could pay my own tuition back. <laughs> so five, five months. What, dot foods uh, gave you a, uh, gave you a position that you couldn't refuse or what happened to you at Snyder to, to make you jump over to dot foods. Dot food was really, in my back door, I mean, it was Vidalia. I would have more home time with good pay. You know how it is. Like, if you want home time, you're not going to get good pay. You, you got to figure out which one. You're going to be on the road and make money or be at home and not make none. Well, Dot paid you so many different ways that you made good money and you got home time. Like, you'll be home on the weekend. You might have to leave out on Sunday. or But you'll be home on Friday, Saturday. You'll be home during the week. So it was just, like, I had that. I get my own place now. That type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I can go get my own place again. Hold on, right quick. Give me a second. I'm trying to. I'm trying to pull something up. All right. So, uh, hold on. Okay. There we go. There we go. All right. So, with with uh, with Dot Foods, uh, you you left you left Snyder alone. Left Big Orange alone. Uh, <laughs> you got you 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 got your experience now, and now you with Dot Foods, and this is where I came into play with knowing with knowing you from Dot Foods, uh, where you was uh, where you was doing majority of your driving. How long you been with Dot Foods at the time? I was with Dot over a year. All right. So, with Dot Foods, what what was some, what was your experience with them? I understood why some truck drivers did. You know, they just wanted to be just drive a truck. That's it. Like, 
that was a lot. I would drive a lot, of course, but then you unload, you unload the trailer. You have to break it down when it's dry docks, frozen docks, refrigerated. And oh my gosh, you, your backing skills came superior with dot food. They had a lot of work. I, I stayed in Florida a lot. I mean, I went other places as well, but I did a lot of runs to Florida and a, a good bit to Miami. And that's where it's like make or break it, in my opinion, because Miami, the places in Miami that I was in was nowhere you want to have a 53-foot truck and trailer. You just It just don't work out. There were some places where it's one way in, one way out, and it's an alley. I mean, and you can't just come out and make a right and go. No, you got to go all the way through the alley, go down the other end of the alley, back into the dock. But it's so tight that you can't come out and make a right and go back out. You got to go the way you back in up front, jackknife. I'm not kidding. You have to jackknife and then make your way out of it. Wow. It sounds like some of the dollar accounts that uh, that keeping it one hundred used to used to do back in the day. I uh, have never seen a Dollar Junior or Dollar Tree parking lot worse than some of the things I've seen in Miami. Have you now? Now you say Miami got some got some worse uh, worse back in places. Have you been up in the Northeast? Everybody, I think everybody knows when there is snow. I do not want to go, but my goodness, New York. I did New York. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You you did New York State or New York City? New York State. Oh, New York State. Yeah. You can't talk about New York City. If you haven't did from let let people tell it, if you haven't did New York City or the boroughs, you're not a truck driver. Okay, well, I ain't going to be that truck driver then. I ain't claiming it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Miami, one time, one time I tore the door off the back of the trailer. And I called them and told them, hey, I tore the door off the back of the trailer. And they looked and said, oh, you're in South Florida. It's okay. Like, I didn't get in trouble. It was no, no questions. It was just, you're in South Florida. It's okay. You you in South Florida, you all right. Yeah. Literally, like, literally, within 20 minutes, they said, go to this place. We're going to get the door put back on. I still had frozen food on the truck. So, literally, I had some people help me. You know, reefer doors are heavy. So, I had some people help me put this truck, this um this door in the back of the trailer. And I secured it with a low bar and went to this place there to tell you about. People are driving a road, blowing the horn. Like, you know, your door is off. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I got there. Another thing about Miami, nobody speaks English where you need them to speak English. So here we are with this app, this translator app, and I'm telling them what I need for the door. And they're like, we got you. Ten minutes, they had that thing put back on. But, I mean, it's that bad. Like, I tore a do- door off and nobody's like, it's okay. We how, know. How, how did you tear the door off? In one of those alleys. In one of those alleys. So you I'm, don't. I'm, I'm, about, I'm, about to play devil, I'm about to play devil's advocate with you for a hot <laughs> second. So did you like, like, did you forget to put the, the to lock the door in or the door? Mm-hmm. No, I was still pulling out of the um, of the actual 
parking door. Okay, and it and it got it caught. It's the trailer beside it. Like I'm not going left or right or swaying. Put them pictures up. Like it's so tight down there. You I don't have pictures. Wait. You got you got pictures? I don't have no pictures. I see pictures of some of the places in Miami where literally the oh. door was touching. Oh, hold on right quick. You you did send me a picture. Hold yeah, on. the doors are literally touching the trailers. Oh, oh, that was that picture. Oh, okay. I I thought you was just I thought you sent me that just to show how how good of a backer you was. Yeah, you gotta get good to do that. <laughs> But you see the doors are really touching, but you see what the old right? Hold on right quick. I'm 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 going to uh uh let's see. Uh let's see. That's you, that's you. Oh damn. That that is that is close. You see what I'm saying now? Oh damn. That that's super close. Oh, Did okay. that give me any credit on New York City? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold your breath getting in those places. So yeah. <laughs> but that gave but but that gave you pause going and that that gave you pause and more to and 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 the experience to get into tight situations like that now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like I went back from the street. That was actually in a school zone with school traffic getting out, where you're backing from the street into tight places like that. Um, there were alleys you go into. It's it's t- there's no there was one truck stop in the area. I think it was an open locker or something like that, where you can get diesel, but that's it. You're not getting anywhere to park. Oh, okay. So you so again with dot transportation they did nothing but they they did nothing but uh frozen of they they did nothing but reefer they they didn't have no other no other uh divisions there like drive in or anything like that uh you will get it just depends on what the load is they are the nation i think number one now food redistribution company so what they did was mostly groceries but every now and then you might get a specialty load where I'm known some specialty loads to be tires, some specialty loads to be Christmas trees, where you just got to get a back call to get back where you need to go. Every now and then that happens, but most times, yeah, they carry all their own freight. All right. So what's up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to the Lockout Man podcast show. Thank you for being here. If you want, hit that like button for a brother. I really do appreciate it. Please do. Like I said, when you step up in the building, make sure you hit the like button. Today's special guest is Samantha Malloy. And right now we're talking about her experience with uh, dot transportation. Drill Sergeant says, uh, in one of his questions, he says, uh, what do you call good money? Um, I think this goes back up to where you switched over from Snyder going over the dot, because I think in one of his comments, he says that you left a good paying job to go with dot. So he wants to know, what do you call good money? Uh, Well, just to, all right. First of all, it's like this. Snyder only paid me by the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was 30, 34, 35 cent a mile. I don't know. 
out the gate with the experience I had coming from Snyder, Dot started be paying me like 41 cent a mile. Okay. That's one. Plus the loads you break down, you get paid by the line items and the pieces. So it depends on how big your load is, but you're going to get paid. I think it was uh, 11 cent per line item and nine cent per piece. Sometimes you break it down. Some places in Miami, you don't have to break it down because they don't have the space for you to break it down. So they'll just like say count it on a pallet or whatever the case is. Sometimes you got to work. Sometimes you don't. So now I'm already getting paid three ways, right? A lot of items, the pieces, the mouths. And it was another way they paid as well. Of course, layovers. Um, extended pickups. Extended pickups would be like $25 an hour. You, you was over the, you, you was OTR with Dot, right? Yes. So what was the average what was the average paycheck? Uh you don't have to go into specifics, but it had a the, comma. Say what? It had a comma. All the time. <laughs> you said a couple of commas? I said a comma every check. So a couple of commas. <laughs> In a month, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I mean, drill sergeant. I mean, you you do the math. A good job or a better job? Because I'm about McCoy's. I'm the only one to bring them in. Drill sergeant says New York City and Chicago is two monsters. I don't believe you can handle. To be you got honest, your opinion. To be honest with you, bro, I can't handle fucking Chicago. <laughs> and I'm out here all the fucking time. I and I, I still can't handle the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody did look. There's also be a hater and a doubter. I'm okay with it. it. Makes you better. All right. So being with uh being being out. What what's your what's your whole what was your whole opinion of of dot transportation before you left? Um, I think it's a good company. Uh, I actually think it's an excellent company. Honestly, it's a family-oriented company. I like what they stand for and where they come from. Um, I definitely, you know, I would recommend them. Okay, okay, that's what's up. All right, so later down the line, at some point, you started doing your homework and you started wanting more. So on your thirtieth birthday, you 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 picked up a Peterbilt, a thirteen-speed. Brand this new. No, I am not a day over 29, period. I'm 29 for the next five years, okay? Okay, 29. <laughs> okay. Okay, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh you picked up uh you 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 left dot and you you decided to buy your own truck. So how did you how how first thing first, how did you went by buying your truck? Did you did you save up for it while you was with Dot, or did you like use your credit, or uh, you you went to another? Well, it says here you brought it off the assembly line, so you didn't go to another company or nothing like that. But what was the process of starting to getting your truck at that time? My credit, I got it off of credit. Um, well, my down payment was only five thousand dollars, so. I went with a company that I'm not going to name these companies now. Now, now I'm not going to throw them under the bus because <laughs> it got tough. Um, but yeah, I got it off of credit and I, it was 13 speed. I've never driven a 13 speed before. 
There was one video on YouTube. I kept calling people like, hey, do you know how to drive a 13 speed? People were telling me no, no, no. They were saying like, I know it's a selector or a splitter or something, but no one really knew. Um, I called cousins who have been driving. I called truckers I had met on the road who were driving. The most I got is someone told me how to drive a Super 10. But I found one YouTube video on YouTube that showed me how to drive a 13 speed, how to, you know, clutch and split the splitter and keep moving. Um, yeah, I got it off of credit. I you say the blue bit and I got it off credit. You know what? I, I, I say this before. I'll say it again. You can fucking build an atomic fucking bomb off of YouTube. You can. Any Anything that you can think of, you can find it on YouTube. You can. It's YouTube. That's why... That's why so many people that comes into this, in, in you know, that's be like, yo, I want to be, I want to be a YouTube superstar and all like that. Get in line, bro. <laughs> get in line. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, get in line. But you can freaking find anything that you want on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the young lady right now. She's she's in a 10 speed learning how to drive that motherfucker through YouTube. Yes, you better. <laughs> so you got so so with 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 YouTube's help, you was able to you you was able to get uh get get going in the 13 speed. What made you better yet? Of course, okay, I'm I'm about to go back. I'm I'm about to go way back. So you wasn't restricted on your license when you went to that one company, the train. Now I was thinking that wasn't the automatic that you was driving with when when it was three of y'all in the truck. No, that was a ten speed, and then oh. it started off a ten speed, and then I got my own truck with a ten speed. Oh, then that was an automatic. Dot was uh, automatic for a year. Yeah, dot. Yeah, I know Dot's trucks are automatic. So, I, you know what? My bad. I'm, I'm, my bad. I apologize because I assumed that it was automatic all the way. And oh then, no! Mm -hmm. And then you just got the 13 speed, but you already knew how to. You already knew how to drive a manual truck. You just, just the 13 speed was this three extra gears that you had to learn. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So my bad, my my I bad. Was, I was never the one like I don't go gear to gear. I would skip gears. Like I always was a skipper. And so to have to go thirteen different. No, I want to do it. I had to figure out how to not do that. So with a thirteen, so with a thirteen speed, uh, and with the help of Google or YouTube. You you was able to you you was able to, to, to experience yourself in that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now you got your own truck through your credit. Uh, you and it you you brought it off the assembly line on your 29th birthday. <laughs> on your 29th birthday, so you just uh you you just said to yourself like, yo, it it's time. After yep. a year working that dot, you was like, fuck it, it's time. Who who did you once you got your truck, who did you stay on with dot? 
or did you go did you go somewhere else to 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 run your truck up under I went somewhere else to run my truck up under because I needed help with the uh, insurance. Uh, George is one of the expensive states. So in South Carolina too. But um, I needed help with the insurance. So I went to another company to run my truck up under. Okay. Okay. Uh, now with that, what 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 freight you was pulling then? ISO containers. Now, those the ones that's like, that's that's like in the metal frame and the con- and the and the container was like in the middle of it. It's a it's a tank. It's a tank, okay. but yes, you're right. It's a tank in the metal frames with the the tank inside of the frame. They're stackable. Okay. All right, you needed your you needed you well, of course you got your tankers, right? Do you have Tank all your endorsements? So you you got all your endorsements. Yes. See, God right. required it. They like they set me up and didn't realize what they're doing. They required you to have tanker and hazmat because sometimes they would carry the salad dresses in the big barrels, and for that you need your tankers. And then also some things would be hazmat like charcoal or um, lighter fluid or something. Where it's not much of it, but it's enough to say it's hazmat. Okay, okay, okay. That's what's up. All right, so up under this uh up under this present company, uh now you're owner operator. So what was so you know, let us know how 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 that worked and how long, you know, I know I know COVID came in and pretty much messed a lot of stuff up, but how how was how was that before COVID hit? Oh, before COVID was good. It was good. Um, the company I originally went with went through a buyout because the owner of the company died and the wife sold. So that messed up. I'm sorry. Hopefully that, that didn't mess us up, did it? Nah, I still see you. Okay. All right. Hopefully this sound come back. I can hear you, but not as good now. Um, so that happened, but... It was still good. Like, some of the freight I was making, like I said, I always did the math. I crunched numbers. So, some of the freight I was making $3 an hour. I'm talking about the fiscal amount I'm driving according to like where I'm taking my routes and the pay that I'm getting with it $3 an hour. Some, you know, not as much, but definitely over two and a half. So, it was good. When the company went through the buyout, what they would do is they would pay you a uh, Either it depends on if you were dedicated or non dedicated, they will pay you either 63 or 68% of the line out of the, 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 what was it? The, whatever the rate, like whatever the low pay, what is it called? Rate pay or something like that? Whatever it was. I don't remember what they called it. But they will pay you the 63 or 68%. But when they went for the buyouts, everyone got moved to 68% of whatever the line haul, that's what it was, the line haul paid, but the rates went down. For example, instead of the rate being $3,000, you get paid 63% of that, it went down to like maybe $12,000, and you got 68% of that. Okay, okay, okay. Now, after COVID hit, what, what what, what happened to you after COVID hit? COVID hit overseas first. The freight that I was pulling was coming from overseas. A lot of that stuff was coming from China. A lot of it was coming from China. And so 
unfortunately, it got real tight, real tight, where you might take a load one day, the next day you got to sit home because another driver got to get a load. The next day you get another one. But on top of that, it's, it's, they literally had to start rationing out loads that didn't make financial sense. So when that happened at that particular company, did, did you just decide to go to a different company or what, what did you do? What, what did you, what was your next move after that? After you figured I, that, figured that yeah, out? Yeah, I did go to a different company. I tried to save my truck. Um, it just wasn't working. Now all the freight was going crazy. Companies were shut down left and right. Uh, the company I was with at their point to try to save another, you know, save my truck. I used to pay for my fuel out of pocket and do my own deductions on it. I had to go back using fuel cars. One time they turned fuel cars off. And at that point I was done because one thing I never want to do was be on the road be stuck. Wow. Now, now I'm about to go back up before we go into what you're doing currently right now. But I want to go back up because you did touch on a story about being stuck in the Northeast and they cut your fuel card off. What happened? They won't say what happened. Who, they who, won't say why they cut the fuel card off. But literally, drivers, I was the only one. But I'm calling my dispatch like, what's going on? Literally, drivers ever complaining there's no fuel, like no fuel, nothing. I was in New York, and I'm who, now Samantha, to the pump. Who who you was with? Who who you was with when they did that? Was was it Dot or Snyder? Or I was as owner operator. Oh, you was oh okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it was as owner operator, and uh, this is now this is now technically my second owner operator company. Because the first one went through a buyout and they was with the first one. Right. So, yeah, I'm to the pump. Fuel cars won't work. I'm on low fuel. I don't have no fuel to run my inverter to stay warm. Um, and it started snowing that night. It's like I woke up, everything was white. So, to me, that was just mm -mm, not doing his last straw. So, what, what happened? What, what caused them to turn the fuel card off? They never would say. They never would say. And that's the worst thing about it. You can't give up a phony excuse. Was you able, well, how was you, how was you able to get get back? They turned it so, back So when they did turn those fuel cars back on, I hightailed from New York all the way down to South Carolina. <laughs> you said, fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I took a 30 minute break while getting some more fuel and kept it moving. You say, I was going home. We we ain't being stuck out here. That's that's what's up, man. That's that's what's up. Um, all right. So um where now do you still have your truck? No, I sold it. My truck was in wonderful condition. I still had a warranty on it, I still have plastic on on the carpet. Um I still have plastic on the fuel tank. It was in great condition. Matter of fact, whoever got my truck, they have a, a nice um, uh, microwave in it. It's, um, what is it? It's the um, inverter. Stainless steel. They have a nice stainless steel microwave in it. And definitely, you can definitely tell us up in there throwing down cooking because it smells like KLC up in there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you you did your cooking on the truck, damn it. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. One of my cousins, I got a couple of my cousins that drive the trucks, and we would have cooking competitions in the truck. Oh wow! You need to hook up. You you need to hook up with my man, Master Chef. I mean, this dude does cruisings, like uh, cruisings. And I'm saying that right. Cru. Look, if that's not a word, it's a word today. Cruisings. <laughs> okay, this man got grills. He he got like he 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 pulls out the grill, slap it in front of the truck. Get down in the truck stops, man. This dude is is on point. So make sure you check out uh the master. Uh, I think it's named the master or the trucking chef or something like. I'll I'll send you his link. Uh, okay, good because I'm I'm trying to try it down. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you his link. All right, so you uh you gave up your truck. Uh, are you still living in Georgia? No, I just, like I said, I just briefly moved out of Houston, Texas. I've been in Houston for a couple months now. All right, so what brought you down to Houston from Georgia other than the traffic? <clears throat> there was no traffic in Georgia. I, I'm from a small town. We ain't have traffic. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we ain't have traffic. Um, Houston, well, Texas, I was, I was not even to relocate. And I prayed about it for a long time. I just told God, like, I don't want to go nowhere. You don't grace me to go. So where do you want me to go? And I ignored Texas. Like, he just kept saying Texas, Texas, Texas. And I ignored it for a long time. And finally, I just stopped ignoring it. And just, here I am now in Texas. Okay, okay, okay. So now now that you're in Texas, you started uh, you started an all-new business. Um, what's what was that business that you started? I started my dog just all my life. <laughs> so I started my business before I left Georgia. It is a financial literacy and credit repair company. Okay, now that's what's up. Now some of these truckers, uh, some of these truckers may need that type of information. So talk to us about about what you do as far as credit repair. So. I know there's a lot of people out there who try to fix their own credit and have not been successful or have been stressed out about it and need just some guidance and some help. So what we do is I partner with a company and when you come through our company, they'll do a hard pull of your credit. They'll see what you have on your credit and they help you start removing those obsolete and erroneous items from medical bills, judgment, repossessions, evictions, you name it. It can be removed, and we use the laws that Congress has in place according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act to do that. So this is uh, so this is this is uh, Samantha Malloy, financial mentor, and uh, you're offering uh, credit restoration, credit monitoring, credit building, budget plans, and savings and more, right? Yes. All right. So what made you, you know, what made you get into the uh, into the credit field? Because, you know, a lot of a lot of truck drivers, you know, they jump from trucking into uh, into what do you call it? Uh, Real estate. But what made you decide to go, you know, to start up this route? Um, One, I was looking for an opportunity I could partner with to to get this thing up and going. Uh, I am still dabbling a bit into real estate and some other avenues. 
Um, but this was something, this was a company I knew, I was familiar with. I had seen results myself personally. I used to have awful credit, honestly. I had a 419 credit score and I found out at the car dealership while trying to buy a car. Yeah, and so that was awful. And so I did what the dealer told me, you know, just, it, it, I got it a little later. I was a little worse off because I had one different dealerships. They were running my credit and my credit was dropping. And so I wanted big, you know, I did get a car, but I got a car with a down payment and a 26% interest rate. The dealer said, pay for the car for a year. Your credit will you get something better. I did what he said. I paid for the car for two years. My friend went from that 419 to a 502 or a 503. That was it. That was it. And so when I I was with this company as a customer, this company helped my credit go 172 points. Was it 172? I think 174 in five months. So to me, that was like amazing because I had been working on it for years and I still couldn't buy sticky gum with my credit. And from there, I started getting the things I need. You know, I let everything go before. So now here I am, I need to get a new place. I need to get a washer and dryer. I needed all these things. And so I'm constantly building my credit, building my credit. It put me in a position where I was able to go get the place I needed. Mm-hmm. I was able to get a washer and dryer, a brand new Maytag, no money down. And I got an interest rate for 12 months. So I was with Dot Food. I made a plan to pay that washer and dryer off within that 12 months. And that's when I started learning how credit works and how you don't have to pay down payments for anything with good credit. It really, it made me see like, oh, this is how you keep your money. Okay, I got it. And so I really started doing a deep dive in it. So when I came to this opportunity, I was on my way to that 800 credit score because I did it for a while and I stopped and I was coming back going to that 800 credit score. And when I came back to the company, because I knew the company worked, I had tried other companies before. I knew they did not work, including Lexington Law. I was one of those people who I spent a lot of money with Lexington Law and wasn't getting any results. And so I came at this company because I knew about it, I trusted it, I believed in it. And when I did, the representative who I was speaking to actually told me about the business opportunity behind it. And at that point, I was good where I was at in trucking. I could have withstand it for a while longer. Um, however, I was getting, I was wrapping my mind around getting out of the truck eventually because I knew that, you know, I can't really put a car seat in, in the front of the truck. Like, and one day I want to, you know, throw a kid up in there or something. It just, that don't really work out. So, trucking was, you know, not in the dream option for me anymore. And so it was more of an option for me to work something from home. That's what I was looking for anyhow, because I was actually thinking about starting to move freight as a broker and stay in the trucking industry that way until COVID, of course. Um, so I'm like, yo, this could still let me work from home. That's what I wanted. That's that's really all I wanted. So I paid attention to the opportunity. I knew the company worked and I just started it. I just jumped into it and started and I've been able to help a lot of people with this process. That's what's up. That's what's up. Drill Sergeant, <laughs> bruh, I, I'm going to have to put your ass in time out, bruh. But uh, Drill Sergeant says, uh, 
<laughs> Drill Sergeant says that uh, you got out of the truck because you can't drive. Drill Sergeant never rolled me, first of all. And Drill Sergeant can still be my hair because my hair will make me stronger, boo. <laughs> Drill on that. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Samantha. So, all right. So, for for guys that got you know that got less than stellar credit, they they can get in contact with you. How would they get in contact with you to to start getting help in you know getting their tra- uh, credit together? Yeah, so you can reach me several ways on Facebook. I am Sparkle underscore Samantha without an A. So Sparkle underscore S A M A N T H. Uh, on Facebook, I am Sparkle Samantha Malloy, and that's Malloy, M-A-L-O-Y. You can contact me at 706-750-8825, and you can also contact me at, what is my number? Don't judge my life. <laughs> what is my other number? Take your time. <laughs> What is my number? I told you it's a two five four number. Uh, hold on, right quick. Hold on, let me see. Uh, hold on. Uh, no, I no, I got the three two six number. No, okay. So let me do this. You're a woman with many numbers. Two four five five. Or excuse me. Two five four. Two five eight seven eight six two. Uh, hold on, right quick. Drill Sergeant just came, just just came back, and he wants to know. He wants to know why the stripper name. Is that why a stri- the what? He say why the stripper name. What? Oh, it ain't a stripper name. You know what? Everybody says that. But I'm just writing that number now. Everybody says that, you know, my family was the worst painters when it came to that. I don't like, you know, it came from a dream. It really came from a dream. It's not something I just made up or anything like that. It came from a dream and I went with it. And after I went with it, I announced to my family, I'm changing my name. <laughs> and they were the worst. They talked about me like a dog. I they did. They was, it was, it's actually funny now. When I look back at it, the name has been following me for years, and I didn't realize it. It was oh. even in my first trip. Well, one, of the, one of the things I had put up as some of my encouragement was um, sparkle, and wherever you go, leave a sparkle. It was it was one of the things I was praying as my purpose, like what is my purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing, and I never got an answer. But it came full circle, like I said, in a dream. Where I know that one of the things I'm supposed to be doing is leaving that light to the other people who needs who needs that encouragement, who needs that glow. And that's where it came from. Y'all may think it's a stripper name, y'all may think it's what it is, whatever. It's okay. But that ain't where it is. Later on, a whole business plan came out behind it. I don't I don't see that as a stripper name. I mean, I don't I, either, I, but you know, I, I would look. I, I, I would look at that like, 
I didn't see that as a strip. Now, maybe Diamond. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but that, not, not sparkle, though. I, I don't get sparkle. Like, Diamond? just like a Lexus or like a car. Like, that's, like, that's a car name. No, that's a whole person. <laughs> but, hey, everyone, again, everyone has their own opinion. <laughs> All right. So again, uh, back, you know, back again to uh, help people. Um, how, how long have you been? Uh, how long have you been a financial advisor? Um, let's see. Man, it's been almost a year now. OK, I'm like a couple months shy of a year. OK, wow. Time really flies. If, if, if you could, Samantha, if you could give us um. So a person that got a 425-20 type credit, uh, what advice would you would you give that person to 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 get their credit uh the get their credit up to like to like seven hundred status from from five hundred? Yeah, well, it's actually the fact that credit is made up several different ways. It's not just you know, good credit, bad credit. It is good credit, bad credit, excellent credit, but that is broken down into, are you paying your bills on time? Are you building credit? Are you using revolving credit or are you just buying stuff cash out? Are you, um, you know, what are you doing with your credit? What's going on? So for everyone, I always tell them, everyone's situation is different. Everyone's situation is different. Some people have negative items on their credit. Some people don't have no credit. No credit and bad credit are the same because you're both in the boat with no paddle. So it's going to depend on, first of all, what you got to do is you got to know where your credit is at. You might know the merit number, but let's look at it. Let's see what are you doing. Are you buying everything with cash and not using no type of credit at all? So you won't have credit. So it's going to depend on what they got going on in the situation. Whether they need to start building credit, I always suggest Use a secure credit card. I have a, access to a company who I can get you a secure credit card through without running your credit. No hard pulls in credit as long as you don't have an open bankruptcy. Now, let them let people know what's the difference between a secure credit card and a, and a non-secure credit card. Yeah. So a secure credit card is basically like a prepaid credit card where you put money on your credit card to make your credit limit. And that's usually what happens when your credit is not strong enough for it to weigh itself. So they they help you by saying, okay, if you use your money properly, then in time, we'll let you use our money. Some credit cards unsecure, some don't. All right. So now let me ask you this. Now I heard another way of 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 a person that has bad credit, they can piggy bank or uh, piggyback off a person that has a good credit by becoming a, a, a authorized, authorized user. user. How now? I heard through the you know I heard through the grapevine and I heard through the streets that people could you know could could get their credit repaired that way. How did that work? So. That is not a credit repair. That is a credit builder. Now, let me explain the difference. Repairing your credit is going to remove obsolete and erroneous items, negative items that are currently on your credit. 
whether you have whatever your case may be, it might be you went through a divorce and you have things that are tied to your previous spouse now sitting on your credit. It could be evictions, repossessions, whatever the case may be. That is when those items are challenged and start being removed and deleted from your credit report. That is repairing it. Now, in combination, you also want to start building it as well. Yes, the authorized user is the way to start building it. When a person has, and most times, a credit card that they've had for a long time, it's good to have credit history. The history, the longer it goes back in the setting, the better. So if you know someone who trusts you, they got to trust you. It ain't so much you trust them, but they trust you. For them to add you to their credit line, they will call their credit card company and say, hey, I want to add Tyrone to my credit. Then they will give them your social security number and they would add Tyrone. And what Tyrone would get would be their credit history for the past 10 years if they've had that credit card company for that long. So let me explain. In those past 10 years, if they have excellent payment history, you get excellent payment history for 10 years past. If they have shabby payment history, you get shabby payment history for 10 years past. Whatever their payment history is, you get that plus their, their time that they've had. It. Now, I do not recommend that to anyone unless it's their child. I was about to I was about to say that. Would, would it be unless better it's your to... child and you're trying to build your kids' credit? And as a minor, I would do it then. I would never give that child that credit card, but I would give them the history. Now you know, I think that's what I should have did with my with my kid when I got his credit card back in the day. I should have added myself on there, but my my credit wasn't all that wasn't all that hot, and I didn't. I I thought at the time I would have I would mess it up, but I didn't know that that would be building my credit as well. I mean, if I knew that, if I knew that, then yeah, I would have I I would have did that a long time ago. Is it possible for a person like me to still get in? Well, my my son, yeah, my son will put me on this credit. I don't think I have a problem asking them to do that. Yeah, but is it too is it is it too late for me to? Uh, you try have to honestly check with his credit card provider. That's where the stipulation is going to be. Check with the provider or whatever credit card company he wants to add you to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it probably might not be Capital One because I think I fucked Capital One over more than once. <laughs> yeah, Cap Capital One is uh thank you, Capital One, for getting me my CDLs. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. That's why I got that bankruptcy. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, Samantha Malloy, thank you very much for coming on and uh chopping it up with me. Um, welcome everybody to the chat. Uh, today's special guest is uh Samantha Malloy. Uh, thank you, Teddy the Trucker. He's in the building. Michael Watts just stepped up in the building. Dre Day, much love from H Town. So he's uh from H Town as well. Samantha, are you um so with this uh so with this uh working for home business uh, uh working for home business right here are you going to get back into trucking or do you still have your cdls 
I do still have my CDLs. Everybody know you don't let them things go. Um, it's not my intention to get back into trucking. Um, I am actually trying to avoid it now. Um, it's not my dream. It's not my dream. But so yeah. But I will never say never because you never know. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. So let me ask you, uh, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, for a person that been, uh, that, that, that been in the, that's, that's just started trucking, um, and you're a financial advisor. All right. Uh, there's a lot of ways that, that a person could, could take advantage of the trucking field. You know, some of, some of which, you know, goes into owner operators, some of which like myself is company drivers and all like that. What do you suggest as far as uh, trying to save some money? What, what would you suggest? I'm, I'm coming to you, uh, lockout man, coming to you, Samantha, as a financial advisor, advise me on, on, on how should I save my money? So, honestly, I would say the best thing to do is to pay yourself first, okay? Pay yourself first. What I like to tell people is you, is you should have several different accounts, and you need to find a way to make these several different accounts so you're not, like, spending a whole bunch of money out of a bunch of different accounts. Make sense? Yeah, because every time you open up a bank account, it costs you something. And it usually costs a little something every month. So you want to find out what's the best way for you to have different accounts in different places so that you're not paying to hold your money somewhere, okay? And usually when you get paid on whatever day, what I tell people to do is start moving your money. You're going to have a certain amount of money you need to keep in an account for bills. You're going to have a certain amount of money you need to put up for savings. Typically, that should be 10% of whatever you're making. You have a certain amount of money you're going to need to start, you know, giving because you're not going to start receiving until you start giving. Whatever it is that you believe in, if it's a charity event, if it's a church, it's whatever organization, you need to put some money away so you can start giving. When you start giving, more start coming. And you need to have money that you save for retirement, whether it's a 401k or like for me, an IRA, whatever it is, put money into it. Put money into it. Do your math and, you know, find out what that number is you can max it out for the year and start writing up, like, you get paid every week, 52 payments. Like, what is that number you can max it out at? Start another IRA. Just because you got one maxed out, start another one. And start investing that money to make it make some more money so that you can have more money later. You know, move your money and make your money work for you. That's what I tell people. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. And that's what, and it's that's very important. Good. You pay yourself first. Does that mean that you didn't divide your checkup and you ain't got nothing to go out and eat next weekend? And maybe you need to go ahead and cook something. Don't worry about oodles noodles. It's okay. Noodles. It'll get better. <laughs> Roman noodles. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> your your quick stint as a as as an owner operator. Um, as far as 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 far as being an owner operator, you know, do you, you, like I said before, COVID hit and pretty much uh, messed everything up. But when you was uh, when, when you was getting the freight, 
and you was uh you know you was making the money uh being the owner operator of course you had to do your own taxes uh how how did you do your own taxes yourself or did you had a cpa uh doing your taxes for you while you was the owner operator yes I, i'm sorry i definitely had a cpa doing it for me i am I held out inductions and expenses and I, hey, this is what I got. This is your account. This is where it came from. Do your, do your do. And that's how that went. Yeah, I'm only there. Look, when you're running a business, oh, every business you open up, you're going to have to wear all the hats. You're going to have to, period. But I ain't playing with IRS. That's just some things I ain't doing. That ain't my lane. You will cause me more stress to try to run that lane on top of everything else that's not my job in my opinion i'm gonna go ahead and, yeah that's the, i'm gonna hire somebody for that so no i didn't do my own taxes i maintained my deductions and i hired a cpa all right that's what's up what about as far as your 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 health insurance you do who did you who did you go through as far as uh getting your health insurance as a as an owner operator yeah so I actually purchased my own insurance. Um, and you're on an operator, you can control how much money you make. And so I actually gave myself a salary that I want to make. And I went through open enrollment and I searched options according to what I wanted to make and to find a payment, uh, a payment method that works for me. Well, not really a payment method, but a budget that worked for me, but that will also give me the coverage that I need. Okay, okay. Uh, health, like you know, for vision, health, and all that other good stuff. Cause you don't. Well, the only kid, well, the only baby that you have is your little puppy. Yeah. But you don't. You know, you don't have kids or nothing like that. So getting a getting solo insurance was a little bit inexpensive. Um. Yeah. I mean, typically the insurance. Like now, actually, I just talked to an insurance agent recently because of my relocation. Typically, as an individual, you get insurance about two, three hundred dollars a month, and that is, you know, good insurance. You can call Blue Cross Blue Shield. You can call um, United Health. You can call any company you want as an individual, and you just check through the open like what's the goal for you. Or in my case, I actually have an agent who I call him, and I let him search everything for me at one time and tell me what is best for me. I have a specialty medication that I take. And it's a very expensive one. So that's something that I definitely have to stay on top of. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Samantha Malloy, everybody. <laughs> Samantha, hey, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story. I do appreciate you being here. And forget what Gerald Sargent been talking about in the chat. <laughs> oh, listen. I, like uh, I said, make me stronger. I appreciate the love, drill sergeant. I appreciate <laughs> the love. <laughs> uh, I do. I I do appreciate you being here, sharing your story, and all like that. Very intriguing, especially uh, you know where 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 you came from to where you at right now. Um, do you have any plans to restart your YouTube channel, or what's 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 going on with your YouTube channel right now? You know. That is something that I have been battling day after day after day. It is a lot of anxiety for me, honestly. It's a lot of anxiety for um, 
like I said, I you know, now you got me thinking about maybe a podcast. You know, not as many edits in a podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> as a YouTube, but I'm not gonna get no set editing right now. It's definitely something that I have been thinking about and will definitely keep thinking about. Yeah, your last uh looked like your last video was over a year ago. Um, yes. And th- is this that's the truck right here? Yeah, that, that's my truck. That or not the or the 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 trailer? Well, you got that, my, that's my, an ISO container. It has to come up, but I, I think I know the picture you're talking about. Yeah, my my internet is always slow over here, so that's that's why I'm not going to back out of it okay it's not even gonna let me back out of it but anyway <laughs> but, that's, but that's the uh but that's the uh container uh that's the container uh truck that our uh, container trailer mm-hmm. that uh that you was pulling uh yes. at one point. yes that's an ice container nobody told me when i got into trucking that i would also be a forklift driver i'll also be breaking down trucks and then with this case i'll also be a plumber but <laughs> it happened <laughs> well that's what's up that's what's up well samantha thank you very much for giving me your time i really do appreciate it uh definitely you're most definitely welcome to come back on and all like that so i want you to hold on before you get up out of here uh let me go ahead and uh, end the show and i'll talk with you in a second so hold on all right i truly appreciate it and thank you so much for your time and this opportunity Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Thank you for coming on. All right, that's going to do it, everybody, for the for this episode of the Lockout Man Podcast Show. Thank you to everybody that's in the chat, Drill Sergeant. Yeah, <laughs> very you 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 worse than D Nitty now. So I'm going to have to give I'm going to have to give the messy boots title to you, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But anyway, if you guys like content like this and more, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share, hit that bell and that all button. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. More and more importantly, just hit that all uh, the like button when you come up in the room after you hit the play button for the replay. Also, ladies, this is for you. Chocolate on me from Manly's Chocolate. I am going to do a giveaway on new uh new year's day god damn it on valentine's day i'm going to put your now i i wanted to give you guys the opportunity to put your name in a hat but i think i'm just going to go ahead and throw your name in the hat anyway so i'm going to have a little spin i'm going to choose about five of you guys and you know whoever wins they're going to win and i want to send chocolates out to you all right so definitely if you want to get your name in the hat make sure you hashtag Mally's chocolates in the hashtag all right you can do that in the comments everybody else i really do appreciate you guys being here thank you very much hold on what you say drill i i know you real drill (laughs) but thank you very much for being here i really do appreciate it you guys take it easy and i will come back with another episode tomorrow so if you're on instagram you can check me out on the behind the scenes And come back tomorrow for another episode of the Lockout Men Podcast Show. Peace. Cause baby, once I'm gone, I ain't coming back. You gon' have to settle with another man. When you realize, don't be running back. Ain't no sunshine when I'm gone.